Hello again, and welcome to Faith, Family, and Politics. I'm your host, Joshua Cummins. We're going to have a really big show today. That's our good friend, Louis Rodriguez, on recording there. <laughs> no, it's not a ghost. <laughs> He's just at home taking care of his lady, Jeremy. I oh. thought maybe he yelled it, and we were just waiting for the sound waves to make it. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, so soon enough, you'll get to see him in a, a few few segments for Rodriguez Ransa. We'll be taping that this uh, this week as well. So um, be on the lookout for that. Um, now you heard a couple of voices there. Uh, so I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and introduce them real quick. Uh, first, you had heard Mr. Jeremy Hess. He's returning to hang out with us for a little while. Yep, it's been a while, so good to be back. So it's always always a pleasure to have you. It's always a pleasure to be here. And then, well, not always, but <laughs> <laughs> we work together. We see yeah. each other all day. So this is, uh, it's like a repeat, but it just drags on a lot longer. <laughs> this is his nightmare. So <laughs> thousand, thousand yard stare. <laughs> and across from him, uh, you know him and you, you, know you, 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 you kind of love him. Uh, <laughs> uh, his, his name is Alan McFarland and he, he hosts a show called the laughing libertarian. So if you haven't seen any episodes of that, you make sure you can go back and check it, check out some of the episodes of that. I did the camera work on on the July Fourth uh, Man on the Street episode. Yeah, and, it was and, really good though. And uh, and Louis was security. <laughs> yeah, Louis was our security. So that was a good day. It was hot. Uh, we talked about it a little bit uh, last episode, but uh, yeah. And uh, bringing the message tonight uh, across from me, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, my father, Gary Moore. How we all doing tonight? That was not as quick an answer as I expected. Well, really, I usually really, really, well, pretty spry. Uh, I was waiting for the crowd. <laughs> I mean, oh. the crowd is there. They just go so far back. The sound, this, this oh, the PA yeah. system from the fake news has, has there, 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 there they are. The, the fake news is keeping the, the crowd sound. You know, they never in. turn the cameras around. Look at them back there. The fake news. They, they never turn the cameras around. Never turn the cameras around. <laughs> uh, Unless you're watching Newsmax and they will show the crowd. Oh, there you go. And I'm excited about having this crew here tonight. This is this is a, a wonderful uh, crew here. Uh, but just before we kick things off, and I and I let my dad uh, run us into prayer and, and give us a title. Uh, I do want to remind you guys that this this show, Faith, Family, and Politics, is just a part of of many shows. Now I, I talked about Rodriguez rants and Laughing Libertarian. We also have a, another show called uh, What Is the Truth About Dot 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 with Danny. That's host Danny Tippett. Make sure you're checking out that show as well. Um, you can find links for all of these shows on a Revolver Facebook page. But uh, in the coming months, uh, there's going to be a revolverbroadcasting.com website you can go to. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, be on the lookout for uh, merchandise that'll come on that'll be part of the website uh, at, at some point. And uh, uh, and uh, also Mr. Hess here, he's heading up our writing department on uh, our, our comic books that we got coming down the pike. Yeah, we're hoping to work on uh, some pretty interesting things, new concepts that uh, independently created. Um, a lot of uh, comic books and stuff like that are very politicized or, you know, shove that type of thing down your throat. Propaganda, so yeah. Yeah, so we're trying to just, you know, put out what they used to put out, which was just fun, solid entertainment that just kind of took you out of... Yeah, escapism, know, entertainment. Every, exactly. For entertainment's day. sake. Get away from all the everyday stuff that just drags you down and kind of give you like a, just something entertaining or fun or... A little bit of both, all of that. Absolutely. So, yeah. So and getting back to an age where we turn a page rather than swipe up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, up. to be fair, these comics will be uh, digital. I don't, I don't know about distribution, though. We have to look into that as far as uh, um, 
uh, getting things printed and stuff. That's that's a that's it's a not larger come across like TikTok. Uh, yeah. No, no, definitely okay. not TikTok. Uh, it would just be uh, like a digital comic, essentially. Um, yeah. So, um, but definitely entertainment for entertainment's sake. There won't be any uh, anything uh, propaganda wise. Uh, yeah. Whether it be left or right, straight down the middle, just just life, um, yeah. and and let it unfold as it does. And if there is politics, it's not stuff that rams you know rams it down your throat. It's just what's There's happening. There's always going to be something political or social. It's just we're not going to just hammer it into your head like, well, if you don't believe this, you're a bad person. No, just throw out different ideas and then let people judge for themselves what they believe, you know, kind of what used to, we used to learn in history class where it was like, here, here's the truth of it, the good and the bad. Now you yeah. judge for yourself, you know, instead of just, well, if you don't believe this, you're this, this, and this. So. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be nice to see when we when we get to uh, pull, pull the curtain back on those, and yep. and we're going to try to make sure that those are available on the website as well. Uh, and there's a few other things coming down the pike, but I I, I can't actually talk about them right now because they're they're so far down the pike for for, for us uh, financially. So, um, without further ado, uh, we've got a, a title tonight, there, Dad. Yes, to the victor goes the spoil. To the victor goes the spoil. Yes, I like it. You like it. Yeah, uh, I hope I hope everyone does, especially guys <laughs> named Victor. Yeah, <laughs> so to Victor goes the point. Yes, yes. Uh, Vi- Victor comes out smelling like roses. The rest of us are still paying taxes on the victory. Um, he must be so. from Transylvania and Victor. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Transylvania, <laughs> Transylvania, and Pennsylvania. Oh, that's that's Dutch. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Went off the rails real quick. Chance to get started. Even even Alan was shaking his head on that. Like, no, that that's this is getting rough. Now, see, this is (laughs) this is what happens when you get the wrong people together. That's right. We just go crazy. It's hard to say what we'll do next. Alan's tired, so he's his his quick draw is not not here uh, tonight. So when he does, it's come around. Yeah, it'll come around. Something will be said tonight, and Alan will step in to rare form. Yeah, like like Saki, he'll circle back. Let's have a bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Yes, sir. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight that we can just get together, have a few laughs, Lord, but we'll also get into your word and just kind of seek out some tidbits of gold that we can t- take home for ourselves, Lord. And the uh, beautiful thing is, is when we find something that works for us, Lord, because it is a recording and it is shared out there, Lord, there are others that can receive that same gold nugget that we've found, Lord. We just ask to be with uh, Louie and his wife. She's not feeling well tonight, Lord, and he was unable to be in here. Lord, we just ask that uh, you just intervene upon all of us tonight. Let us just move in such a mighty way, Lord. Get your word out, but also have a good time. Mr. with Mr. Hess and his, uh, his, his important yes, procedure. Uh, yes. yes, and uh, Mr. Hess's surgery that's coming up, Lord, we know that... Uh, you're going to be with the doctors. Give him a sense of peace beyond all understanding. Uh, Lord, you know what's going on. Uh, be with the anesthesiologist. And let that be something that just goes smoothly, Lord. Just we put it in your hands and know that you'll, you're going to take care of it all. We just ask all of this in Jesus' blessed and holy name. Amen. Amen. Wasn't exactly sure how you was going to, if you wanted to integrate that, if you was wanting to do something specific um, for Mr. Hess tonight, <laughs> but, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just, we'll give him the floor a few times since, uh, <laughs> yes. since he's, since he's hanging out with us and, and grace us with his presence. 
which I do appreciate, honestly. Yeah, yes. no problem. Glad to be here. Well, uh, and I've done a lot of studying on HRT. It's it's cool. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> as long as it's HRT and not CRT. <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. <laughs> the first one's much worse. Much, much worse, okay. <laughs> oh. This acronym has escaped you, and I'm yes. surprised it has. <laughs> there's things I've picked up, there's things I've dropped, and then there's things I've just lost. Okay. All okay. Right. <laughs> you may or may not have seen that on the camera. If, if, yes. you, if the kids did see it, just make sure you block it out. <laughs> They're just going, man, that dude is old. He don't know what HRT means. <laughs> well, yeah, the, kids, the kids would definitely know at this point because the schools are telling them about yeah. it. Yeah, well, not only oh. that, but they're encouraging it. So. Yeah, well, of course. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that are getting encouraged in schools and encouraged across the world. But listen, there are warriors out there that see the big picture and they see the big picture in life. And the beautiful thing is, is when you follow your, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, yeah. you've got our heavenly father on your side. You can find victories in some of the strangest places and in the strangest of ways. And yeah, no now, weapon formed against me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And just to be be one hundred percent certain, this first battle we're going to look at physically is impossible to ha- to get this type of a victory. It just just it has to be Holy Ghost, God filled, God ordained, God hitting the button on, and that is the battle at Jericho. In chapter yeah. six of Joshua, I talked about this battle earlier this week with a coworker. Yes. Yeah, and I mean it's it's <laughs> one of the most powerful video. Uh, I man, if we put it in video form, it'd be awesome. Um, you know, about twenty thousand people marching around a city that's about a, a seven mile walk or so um, to get around it, and you do that walk around it um, an extra time each day. So the first day they walked around it once. Next day, a couple times, the third day, so on and so on, until they get to the seventh day. Yeah, for you which, marathoners, that's like a 10K, I think. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere in there. At, at this point in time, we're hitting so high on uh, on uh, on the uh, marathon scale that uh, the crude oil is a whole lot better this way. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, it was like, don't say nothing. We're going to pick a line. We're going to walk around the city. Don't say nothing. They're going to be playing some music on the horns. The priests and the ark are going to go in front of you. So now they've already, he's already told Joshua, said, Joshua said, can you see? I've already given you the city. No one goes out. No one goes in. They've got it locked up tight. The king don't want none of you in his town. So just to prove it, Joshua was able to sneak a couple spies in. And uh, these two spies... They're like, well, listen, we need to find someone that can give us some intel that uh, kind of let us know what's going on. Well, they, they found a, a a essential worker. Oh, okay. An essential worker. <laughs> That's a matter of opinion for those that read the Bible. <laughs> Apparently to them it was an essential worker because there was a revolving door. So, um it's kind of like our government on certain policies. Um, <laughs> but so they went in and she's like, you know, hey, listen, we've heard about you guys. We have we know what you've done. We know what took place in Egypt. And 
all 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 our mighty men are scared. Which now, which kind of runs back to the story that we had learned uh, that I'd give or the message that I'd given on uh, Gideon when he went in with the three hundred. Yeah, and I mean, realistically, they never fired a shot. They didn't have to swing a sword. For the most, um, remember correctly, I don't know that they really had to to swing a sword. Yeah, and you you're, and you're uh, just for people that want to go back and take a listen yes. to that, That's uh, The Warrior That I Am was the name of the, the title on that episode. So if you want to go back and take a listen to that battle, or talk, the, let's talk about the battle. Uh, yes. The Warrior That I Am is the, the episode you want to check out there. Yes. So, um, so they're marching around. He says on the seventh time, march around seven times. And then on that seventh time, I want everyone when they hear the trumpets to start yelling and um and because the walls of the city are going to fall down now i want you to picture this city this city just isn't your typical city the walls are designed almost in kind of a fashion that there may have been a flat side but everyone kind of builds their homes a lot of people would build their homes against the wall of of the city so Um, you would have an area where you, you you got a street up on top of the wall. So you've got all your mighty men up there, whatever their their choice of firearm um, then would have been a spear or bow and arrow. So literally, the nation of Israel is just out of range of the spears and bow and arrows. So to see this type of a victory, now Rahab was the uh, essential worker that we identified in um, in this message. She let them down. They come back and said, now listen, what you let us down on, you put it in the window. Whoever's in your house, they're saved. If we don't see this, you're out of luck. But God, with those shouts, which is almost very similar to the shout that... Uh, a similar shout to degree that um, was given for Gibeon or Gideon. And uh, so when you look at this, so they're given this great victory that there's no way in the world man could have walked around. I don't care how many people you're not going to stomp on dirt and cause a wall and homes to fall. It's just not possible. So we see here that God gave gave great victory now he told him he said the only thing that comes out is the gold the silver and the brass and the um brass um like the brass pots and everything and those were to go into into the treasury for the church or for the temple and um everything else killed the only to survive is whoever's with rahab and in her house those could survive um, so they went through, they get this great victory, and then the next battle is this little city called Ai. And uh, not only is the city little, but the spelling of the name is literally Ai. Um, if someone else wants to throw a, a Hebrew um, pronunciation to Ai, I, I don't know exactly what that would be. I couldn't tell you, actually. Um, they're, they're, if Bo were here, he'd know. Yes. Um, so, nonetheless. Um, Artificial he, intelligence. Yes. <laughs> sure. <laughs> 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 v- 
very, you know, AI, AR, <laughs> which... Uh, I didn't know the Bible like, stepped into the Matrix, but come yes. on. <laughs> um, well, at least it's not IT, so we're, we're good to go there. Mm. Um, but with that stated, they go in, they send a couple spies, it's like, hey, listen, they're awful small, I think we can do this ourselves. And uh, unfortunately, a man by the name of Aiken kind of coveted he broke the Ten Commandments. Um, he coveted what some uh, some articles that uh, some clothing, a bar of gold, and I believe something else, and um, he coveted that. So they lost thirty six men the first time they went into battle. AI is like, listen, when they went in the first time, they said, "Hey, listen, we don't need to send all the people. Just let a small band go." Well, they lost thirty six, and uh, Joshua come back and says, "Like, Lord, you shouldn't have had us." come out of Egypt or cross the Jordan, um, you know, if this is what was going to take place. And he's like, why are you on the ground? Get up. You sinned. Why don't you talk to me about that? Let's discuss that. And uh, Just per chance, was, was Aiken about three foot tall and wearing a lot of green? I mean... Uh, <laughs> if he, if he if it had been that ankle, much. he'd have been a little shorter. <laughs> No, but maybe uh, a red beard ringer. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> well, nonetheless, he ended up in the bottom of a yeah, bottomless yeah. pit. They should have known, so to speak. <laughs> um, in in the end result, but uh, he's God identified. Hey, listen, what spoil is there is yours. So you know, the first victory is mine. The second victory is y'all's. So you can have the cattle, you can have the sheep, you can have the gold, you can have the fine clothes if you want them. Um, so, yeah, the, they did the Reeboks get, and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, when they when they got everything squared away, and Aiken and his family, unfortunately, because of the, they had cursed the nation of Israel, they found themselves losing everything. So um, sometimes the spoil is truly a spoil, not a a glorious spoil. Um, but uh, the victory that they got in AI was also one that was still um, with man, but. It's beautiful to see how God is is very military oriented. A lot of people don't even realize that. Um, he said, "Now Joshua, they know who you are, yeah. so they'll see you, and the king will see you." He says, "I don't want you to go in looking like you're going in for the victory." He yeah, said, "I want like you a, to kind of look like a general more. celebrity type thing." Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. He said, "I want you to go in looking a little tired, a little wore out." from the battle that you had with Jericho. And he says, but here's what you need to know, but they won't know. You're going to take a band of guys and you're going to put them on the west side of the city. And at the point in time that I tell you to, you're going to do something and they're going to go in and burn the city. So nonetheless, once again here, we've got we've military strategy beyond you. If you can find some way to get a crew in behind as they're moving forward, you just come right in and you you can squash them in. Nothing like you want to catch a bug, you're catching a fly, you're catching with two hands. Get him like that if you can. Sometimes you can uh, do it with one. Louis the master fly catcher. Yeah. I, I don't know. If, I don't know. If, I don't know. Ralph done pretty good there in the Karate Kid. No, it, you weren't. You weren't here for that episode. But I think was you here, Alan, when he caught that fly? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it was it, it was amazing because we were all just sitting here kind of talking, and he goes, oh, "Okay," and just kind of shows up with his fly and he's saying that. 
Okay, Mr. Miyagi, how did you do that? <laughs> but, uh, taking it in even a little deeper, um, as believers, one of the beautiful thing is, is uh, we're given several gifts, gifts of the Spirit, that we get to enjoy. And these things come about literally once we have um, lost a battle. This is the one time that you can lose a battle and the victory is even greater. And that is when you defeat sin and uh, you surrender your life over to Jesus Christ, that he can be your Lord and Savior, you get greater victories. You know, so many people will go through and they'll run a race all to win a prize, but only one gets to win. You know, only one's going to get the gold. You don't have two or three people. You get one. There's no participation ribbons given, okay? Let's just get that out of the way for oh, you. It was Alan. coming. It I was know, coming. I know. It's like no participation. There's a winner and there's a loser. And and that's Except how, Alan, he gets a gold star. And he gets a gold star. Yeah. You got yeah. plenty of gold stars? That's I brought them with me. Okay. <laughs> In case you see a blemish pop up, you could got my gold star. <laughs> He's got them in his wallet. That's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. So you can pull it out. Look, officer church. This is how good I've been doing. <laughs> so you know, just let me off this just one time. Yeah, I don't even see it. I don't even see it. Here, no, no, here. Yeah, <laughs> I give you one. You gotta boop them. Gotta boop one. Yeah, you, you've got one there, but we won't put one right here. So that one completes the ensemble. <laughs> yes, sir. If you boop me again, I will shoot you. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I don't, I don't care if oh, it's no, in the no. body cam. We'll, we'll tase you first, and <laughs> yeah, then we'll shoot you. That's fair. That's fair. You get too close, we'll pepper spray you, tase you, and then we'll shoot you. Uh, I, I do like talking about uh, Jericho in particular because uh, I talk about the levels of faith that, that someone could have. Uh, the, the the level of faith that Joshua would have to have had, and then, the, then well, the, the people following too, <clears throat> to say, yeah, well, we can just march around this. We're going to do this thing. We're going to march around the city. You know, so like I said, you know, we're doing, uh, you know, 10, 10 kilometers or so uh, uh, every day for seven days. And then at the end, we're going to play some instruments, uh, trumpets in particular, I believe, right? And uh, Well, horns. Uh, horns. Um, they Probably would have the, been. The, the horn, because there's specific horns, too, I believe, yeah. right? Um, but just imagine the, the level of faith that it took t- to say, yeah, let's 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 do that because to everyone else, that had to look like they needed straight jackets, you know, and so to to follow God like that and to have their have have, have their eyes on God like that, that's that's amazing to me. Yeah. I I, the, the, I want uh, that kind of commitment. <laughs> yeah. The the other thing is is you know you're sitting there in silence for seven days, and and there's there's something about the seventh day I'll bring up here in just a second. Certainly. Um, because you're going through what's what's the people of Jericho doing as they're watching you march around. It's like, well, we've got the potential to win this because they're not coming in. They're not even trying. They're staying out of the range of the arrows, but they're getting ready to do something. But what's it going to be? But right now, doesn't look like you're doing anything. Well, I don't know what the equivalent to. of popcorn was back then, but there's probably just hanging out on the wall just <laughs> – Snacking it up and laughing, right? And they, they thought they had a comedy bit in front of them. I, I'm sure by day six that was definitely the case. Yeah. Uh, definitely the case. Um, but the beautiful thing is, is one of the things that said um, Scripture identifies that on the seventh day, God rested. So he made the seventh day what? 
a, a holy day. Hmm. So that was the day that man was to rest. But but here is the realistically, to my knowledge, the only time in Scripture that man went through and on the holy day well went past his limit of distance in traveling for a, a Sabbath Sabbath day journey. Um, I don't even know if, if you could get like a maybe, shoot. I don't remember. Um, and maybe Sterling can have it and I'm sure, Hey, comment what a Sabbath day's journey is. I don't even know that it was, I think it was like a half mile or something. It could have been less than that. He's got Google at his disposal or well, you know, duck, duck, go or whatever I've got set up. I think it's Bing. It might be Bing set up over there. Duck, duck, go. I thought that was the one that says Google will, won't be following you anymore. <laughs> or is that duck, go? There's, there's duck, duck, go. That's oh, a yeah, search that's engine. And then there's, uh, um, Microsoft has Bing, uh, I don't I don't do Yahoo, but uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few search engines yeah. out there. We we don't have to do Google. Man, we I'm, got all kind of fancy cool stuff around here, don't we? Well, we can go we can go we can go back in the day like Dogpile or uh, Ask Jeeves or something like that, you know. But, uh, all righty, well, hey, they're not around that's anymore. Nice to know, but um, <laughs> sorry, I got off track. Yeah, no, no worries, no worries. But to to see the fact that God allowed them to make the seven trips around the city on the Sabbath day, uh, on the Sabbath day. And to me, that, that just kind of says something about, it's like when they kind of misrepresented, it's like, well, you can't heal on the Sabbath. It's like, it's like, hey, wait a minute. But the children of Israel walked around Jericho seven times on the seventh day. So on the, on the Sabbath day, they was walking. And you know, for the many, for the amount of people, and I, I don't know if it was an issue that as soon as um, the priests and the Levites, when they got to a specific point, that's when they started blowing. So to where you know they caught up with the end of the run of of men that went into battle, or um, you know, it's hard. I don't know how they had them spaced out, but you've got people that are around on the backside still, if yeah. depending upon how you know the layout of the city and the distance of the um, that stuff. Did you get a get anything for us there? Two thousand cubits. Two thousand cubits. Alrighty, so two thousand cubits. So like sixteen, eighteen inches. Eighteen inches, I think, is listed as a cubit. So we're at thirty six. Hundred then, or three, th- three thousand six hundred. Uh, well, that'd be thirty six hundred. Use it? my tablet here to get. We're getting exact yeah. measurements of things, but. <laughs> oh no, this doesn't have the the most current. Uh, oh. <laughs> We'll, well, say we'll say it's very limited as yeah, to so, how far so, okay. they, were, they so, were allowed to go. Let, let's just yeah. let's just run with the notion we're talking like a mile right. at, at best, a mile. So they've already beat that easily in the first trip around. Um, so to say the least, yes. So that was something that I always i it when it when it dawned on me that one there just hit me like a ton of bricks. I mean, Fort Knox opened up, and 
all the gold fell out on me. It was like, everyone says, well, you're supposed to rest on the seventh day. You got to keep the seventh day holy. And, and you got to imagine they had people in that group like me would have been like, this fool doesn't know where he's going. He's been leading <laughs> us around for seven days. <laughs> and we're going around again. And we're going around again. No, well, you, you know, got a better option, Josh. Uh, okay, we're going around again. But I'm saying, like, I don't well, know where he's going. <laughs> one of the beautiful things, one of the beautiful things uh, about Joshua's situation, and there was another man that was there that that had seen the promised land, him and Caleb. So they had already yeah. seen the spoils of the land. God identified that it, I've got a land for you that is filled with milk and honey, that floweth with milk and honey. So there was plenty for the land, and there would be cities that they would not build that they would get to take advantage of. So that was one of the things when they went in, they did get that option. There was, it wasn't just like what everyone's, well, spoils, spoils of war. Okay, the gold, the silver, um, the brass, the diamonds, you know, all the precious gems. Yeah, that that's there's a portion of that there, but there's more to it. When you gain a victory like that, Abraham was told what he would receive in the end. So what what was going to be his legacy was going to be the spoils of war that would run from the river of Egypt and not 100% knowing the rivers in Egypt flow, don't flow, and right now, the Nile River and its two branches that come off the Mediterranean is the um, next to the Suez Canal. But I don't even list the canal. That's all man-made. But river, the Nile River is the one that flows year-round. Now, there will be some. So it is some, there. We're not just in denial. Exactly. It's it's not a denial. Sorry, Alan. There, there's no Tanya Tucker going on Apologize. here. Even I rolled my eyes at that one. <laughs> exactly. Hess hears these jokes all the, day long. <laughs> he's, he's over it. <laughs> or, or maybe a wah, 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 wah. Or maybe under it. <laughs> Duck and cover. Duck and cover. Exactly. Well, the interesting thing on that is, if you really, if you really look at it, it's like, um, like you said, walking around you know, a whole city and you got to look at it like from their perspective, like what, what's the point of the whole, this whole thing? You know, what's the point of, of walking around? How is this going to knock down the wall or help us get in? Um, sometimes a lot of times God doesn't just spell it out for us. Yeah. Why we're going through a difficult time, why we do what we do, what, you know, like, okay, I feel led to do this, but I don't know why I'm doing this Yeah. until maybe later on down the road, when you look back and it's like you see how he got indirected and how everything worked out. And I've seen that in my life yes. uh, recently where it's just, I didn't understand why things happened the way they happened. It wasn't always good things. Sometimes it was bad things, but yet those good or bad things worked out to the point where it's like, I look back, it's like, wow, you know, have, had I made any other decision and I said, you know, I'll just give up and, you know, go back to where I came from, you know, it probably would be a lot worse situation yeah. for me, but it was like good or bad. Um, it worked out better than I could have planned. Yeah. So sometimes we don't always see what God plans or why God plans the way he does. And then in those times, that's where our faith is. You know, either we, like I said, either we increase our faith because we trust in the Lord and he proves 
you know, that his word is true and that he can get us through these situations, or we lose faith and it's like a teaching situation where it's like, okay, well, let's go through this whole thing again, <laughs> like walking around the, the walls again. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, at some point, you know, the people of Israel ended up, you know, wandering around in the wilderness because, you know, they made some pretty bad decisions. Well, because ten, for because, 40 years, too. <laughs> because, 40 years. Well, in the end, because 10 said, we're grasshoppers, and two said, right. we've got this. Right. And, and that that's kind of the whole thing about uh, to the victor comes the spoils, and that comes down to the notion that if you trust in God's process for your life, when it seems as though you're not winning, you're gaining something that you don't, you won't see, which kind of piggies back on what you're saying. For Caleb and Joshua, they had seen that promised land. So they already, they had physically touched the victory, the spoils of what was going to take place. Mm-hmm. So for Abraham, as I was um, had started from, from the river Egypt, so from the Nile to the Euphrates, to the Euphrates River, and basically to the Mediterranean then coming south. And it doesn't really kind of, it alludes to a certain degree, but there's quite a bit of land that the nation of Israel has yet to see, and they will um, see at the time that Christ comes back the second time and and um, we set up the kingdom for the millennial um, because Israel will see what they could have had and what it would have looked like um, uh, just with computers. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think as a side note, you know, uh, towards the end of Joshua's life, you know, in his older age, he said he was stronger or just as strong in his older age as he was when he was younger. I think he said he was stronger yeah, in t- his older age. Then it was like, okay, the Lord said, you're going to be the one that brings them into the promised land. And I'm going to show you because of your faith because you didn't say, oh, look at these giants or look at this, you know, the terrible situation. How are we going to do this? He said, I don't, I'm not going to question this. If the Lord said, this is our land. This is our land. We're going to take it. Yeah. And it was him and Caleb, you know, the ones that said, yeah, we can do this. That were the ones that outlived, you know, the, the, you know, the other people that just, oh, I don't think so. It's just too much. And it looks, yeah. it's scary. And it's like, mm, well, and we say, how, how it's how, you know, we saw how Joshua was blessed and how he was, he saw victories that these guys, you know, were long gone before yeah. that. Yeah, and so, with, with his tag team partner, Caleb. Yeah. yeah. Caleb, so. Caleb at 80 says, I don't want the flat ground. <laughs> Give me the high ground. Yeah. Let, let, let me tell you something, brother. Jeremy does it better. Do the, <laughs> let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Moses said I could have that mountain right there. He says, so I'm going to put my house right up there. Yep. Right there in the middle of the Giants, I'm gonna kick <laughs> them all out. So yeah, no, and that's and and see that that's that is a victory that just being able to say that and at eighty, being able to say, I don't need easy ground, I want the hard ground. Um, that's that's those are victories that so many people they don't see. And and when we do go through hard times, and we we don't view them as there is victories there, and that there's spoils of victory in those hard times, we kind of miss we miss 
those victories till someone comes into our life and someone comes into our life and they're, they're struggling with whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And you go through and you can say, they're like, well, you don't understand where I am. Like, really? <laughs> Hold on. You got, you got 15, 20 minutes. Let's get into this one. Let's hang out for a minute. Yeah. yeah let's hang out for a minute. Let's talk. Um, I've got some gold I'm going to share you. <laughs> and, and once you see the gold, then you're going to you're gonna be like. Be careful talking about gold around Alan now. That's a touchy subject because you're watching that gold show a few weeks back. You, you never have enough <laughs> of it. There's never enough. Precious metals. Precious metals. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. The uh, lithium is probably closer to being more valuable than gold. Um, wow. But uh, I'd. I haven't looked at the markets. But and, and far more small children die because of it. Exactly. <clears throat> I was going to say, you probably can't make jewelry out of lithium, though. Or you probably shouldn't. Probably shouldn't. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably shouldn't. <laughs> but I'm, I'm sure there's someone out there that would. You know, I think we've seen a few TV shows that where they've taken radiation, li- uh, liquid radiation, and put it into uh, two different vessels. Oh, look, it glows. So <laughs> it's, it's your spiritual dream. Dream vial. Don't just don't drink the water. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> <laughs> that glow that you're getting, it's it'll be all right. It'll it'll phase. It'll fade. It'll fade when you turn gray. Um, but yeah. no, there are victories that are available for each and every one of us, and I think it's incri- it's critical for us to approach life in a fashion to where we look for those victories and we look for the spoils of those victories. And when we do that, we we will avoid kind of that that woe is me mentality that I think we've got way too much going on. We've got people in society today that just um, <clears throat> that uh, can't handle conflict. Well, can't that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> victim yeah. culture is what Vic, we call that. Vic, yeah. Victim they, culture or 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 or, pre, or uh, predator mentality. Also, I think is we've got a large, uh, a sector of society that... Of people who collect skulls? Large skulls? No. no I think no. he's referring to the LGBTQ community. Uh, I was wondering which predator we were going Well, well <laughs> there's, there's, there's two or three... Yeah, there's two or three organizations that are looking to collect spoils um, strictly on the basis of, skulls. you hurt my feelings, so, um, ergo, you must die. And uh, it's almost said with that same fashion. You know, we talk about victories... Uh, um, Alan had a pretty cool victory vacation here recently. I didn't die. Yeah, you didn't die. Hey, T- hey, tell hey, the story. Hey. Tell the story because I, I, I like the story. What about story? I don't know what story I'm telling. Water. What in water? Rapids. And I went on vacation. River. Yeah, yeah I, didn't I did die. some whitewater rafting. That's a uh, thing I like to do every fall. Um, yeah, I didn't die. Was that was that, great. So One person almost West did. Virginia? Yeah. <laughs> okay. They've there was more to rain. that story. It was so, much more lively when so, he told it to me. So category two was actually category four. Uh, we hit a lot of actually. We had nine category fives. Oh goodness! Nine category fives, fourteen foot waterfall, uh, the Gully River. It's fantastic. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's, highly recommend it. And his guide was Pablo. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> actually, you know, it's it's not not too bad out there paddling. I mean, especially when you hear the banjos, <laughs> you really, really uh, you paddle you, faster. You, you paddle faster, <laughs> man. You really have. A distinct edge there when you hear the banjos playing. No, um, it was a fantastic time. Did, uh, you, did you bring your compound bow with you? That's the best question. I didn't. No, I didn't. So but you, you weren't prepared. 
but you know, every state <laughs> in between here and there is a is like, oh yeah, is a carry state. Open so carry. So. I was carry. I was carrying all the way through. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, okay. I was actually hoping I'd get pulled. Like, look at this one, go. Look at this one, boys. Um, but but no, we did have one guy who uh, went out in the water, uh, tried to breathe that water. They got him back out, got the water out of him, and then his food came up. He was an older gentleman, and unfortunately, he had to be medevaced out. That was pretty brutal. Wow. Um, he was gray. Not looking that great. Uh, but anyone who knows me knows I was like, all right, cool. He's on the ground. The bus will be here in a minute. Let's just keep this thing rolling. Like, <laughs> I, Why are we going to sit around and go, oh, yeah. poor guy. Like, yeah. yes, poor guy. He's gone now. We, we, don't, gone. Yeah, we, don't, we don't need to ruin your good time with a gray yeah. guy. Right? He's gray. He's not one of us. A gray man. Look at us. We're all breathing and stuff. Yeah. Well, he's not one of us. Let's keep it rolling, fellas. Oh, gray man is better than a blue man. Uh, that's true. There's how, a whole group of those. How long was that? Again, that you were on the water. Oh, it was just like the whole day, 20, wasn't it? Twenty-eight miles of white water. It was the entire Gali River. It took eight hours, and wow. uh, literally, it's been what uh, four four days. You're probably still feeling the effects. I can finally move my right leg. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty nasty. He, he texted me when he got back. He said, I survived. I survived. That's all I can. T- I can't tell you what kind of shape I'm in, but I can tell you I'm alive. I'm alive. He couldn't muster uh, verbal conversation until the next day. So what's, so what's your favorite vacation? When you go somewhere and there's a possibility you're going to die, that's my you favorite. Don't. It, it really is my favorite. Actually, that's why, that's why people go snorkeling or deep sea diving. It's, one of my favorite parts, and this sounds so bad, <laughs> sounds so absolutely awful, especially for your show and not mine, is the simple fact that there was a there was a fantastic feeling when you're sitting in a boat next to another boat that flipped and those people all have like their eyes wide open and they're gasping for air because they just about died in the water. And you're like, that wasn't us. We're better than you. Um, <laughs> we're number one. We're number one. Right. right? There's all just all a little bit of satisfaction. There. Everyone else is two or less. Every single time you watch a boat flip and you watch people go flying out and you're, and you haven't gotten wet other than water going over the top of the boat. You're like, meh. That's okay. Yeah, so I didn't expect you to be better than me anyway. And when you got to la- back to land, you're, you're, the members of your boat was like, one of us, one of us. Well, the worst part was there were six boats. Yeah. Real quick. Six boats. We were probably two miles out from being done. So 26 miles or so. Yeah. Um, the leader of our boat, our tour guide, says, hey, we're one of two boats that hasn't lost anyone at all today. Like, that's awesome. And we were doing so well, they actually Gene. put us in the back. Because that's the boat that does the cleanup duty when people get wrecked out, right? You, you're going behind and picking everybody up, so theoretically you never lose anybody. Small wave, maybe three feet, didn't even crest over the top of the front of the boat. Woman was talking to her husband, not paying attention, didn't have her feet in place. Little bitty wave, bloop, and she just goes tumbling into the water. So she bidened it. Yeah, just right. Yeah, exactly. Three I mean, points of contact and over the side. Yeah, I mean, not even not even two good stairs in a row. <laughs> at least um, it was a wave. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, <laughs> that least. was a poke at me because I can't make it downstairs oh, without twisting my ankle. I wasn't even taking a shot at you. <laughs> I was just going to say, at least it was a wave and not just the person's feet. That, right. He you didn't know, just, like she didn't, didn't just, yeah. So it was so pathetic. Like, oh. It was like these category fives that literally waves as big as vehicles hitting this thing. You know, I mean, 14 foot waterfall. She doesn't come out. Tiny, like two or three foot wave, just a little ripple and then a little wave. And then she just whoop, falls over the side. But no, it was a it was a fantastic time. I was, like I said, West Virginia, beautiful place. Oh yes, it um, is full of libertarians. That's not a bad thing. That's not uh, a bad thing. Hey, that's where our Timcast is. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's a pretty cool show. That's enough of that. Yeah, Timcast yeah. Tim Tim is pretty cool show. No, um, yeah, uh, West Virginia. I I tried to get him to play uh, uh, Mr. Sunshine himself, John Denver, on the way there. He said, "No way, sir." 
No I way. will not be doing that. So I sent him a, a, a song <laughs> called Undertow from the band Tool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> After he just like got freshly talking to us about like, uh, I, you know, I'm kind of worried about not coming back alive. A little nervous. Yeah. yeah. The gully's not so, not something to play with. No, no, not in the least. Not in the least. Uh, I haven't been anything in any quite like that. Uh, we, we did some uh, tubing down in Tennessee, um, down south of, uh, oh, good golly. I was in the bad golly. I was in the bad golly. Yeah, you was in the good, bad good golly. Good golly. I was yeah. in the bad golly. Yeah. Um, there was a couple spots that we had that was um, could be rough, but nothing, nothing drastic. But it was pretty cool, kind of doing doing the river on a tube, and uh, you'd have some spots where you drop off, and if you didn't drop off right, you just got looped and you were just thrown to the bottom, and just pummeled by the water till you could get to the bottom you just uh when you feel yourself go over you just go over grab that one last breath of air and know that you're going to, you're going to hit bottom just make sure that your feet hit bottom and kick up and out and as long as you do that you're fine that's um, the opposite of what they told us really because the, the current's so strong if your feet get stuck under a rock you're done you're done they said the difference between having your feet up versus having your feet down is the difference between a rescue and a recovery hmm. and i was like wow thanks i'm a word guy i yeah. appreciate you saying rescue because we're alive and recovery because we're, we're just going to send your corpse back <laughs> well and i will just steer clear of the water yes <laughs> oh, no. no i was thinking uh water park that's that's about the extreme that i go uh, as far as water uh anything water yeah now I don't know what I'm going to do next year. Like literally, I've done I've done the big bad skydiving. No, I, I want to do more water, but I have to, if I want to do. There's only one place that's a little more extreme than the gully, and it's out west. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is another on other continents, and I don't I don't like foreign people. If he does skydiving, <laughs> he's I, also got to do Rocky Mountain climbing, and uh, he's got to do a full eight seconds on a bull named Fu, Man, Fu Manchu. I'm pretty sure that's how the things go. Probably, I think that's the order. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's probably the order. <laughs> Then you want to swim with sharks. I've heard that's pretty exciting. Man, I don't like being in their element. I don't, <laughs> as a very strong 2A guy, I don't like anybody in my house, so I don't go in theirs. <laughs> very true, very true. They're at the advantage. Right. No, I, um, swimming with sharks would be very cool. Um, I, we've done some rock climbing, but nothing to any great degree. Most, uh, most of my stuff has stayed pretty calm. But uh, most of my good stories, some of them are just lies. <laughs> <laughs> At least some of my best stories are Exaggerated lies. truths. Exaggerated. No, no. No, that one's no, flat no, out straight lies. Out, straight out lies. Straight out lies. <laughs> hey, listen, when, when everyone's going, who's got um, – when guys get together, they have a tendency to – Oh, who's got the coolest scars? That kind of thing. Yeah, our coolest scars are. Yeah. Did that this week. And you in can, New York, we call that one-upmanship. That's, yeah. that's a, and uh, so at this. I point, don't mean to I, brag, but I totally have the best. That yeah. this or whatever. Um, <laughs> I did four and a half years in the Marine Corps, so I, I don't know. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, well, that's a victory. You're you're here. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What? Well, I mean, you had tours, obviously. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we weren't. I wasn't groundside. My brother was actually. He was groundside um, for the war in F, uh, the war in Iraq. So um, 
we got to experience some dangerous areas. Um, we definitely got hazard pay when we were in Kuwait because we were close enough for them to shoot Scud missiles at us. And, you know, you never know if it's like nuclear, biological, chemical. I don't think they have nuclear, but, you know, biological, chemical weapons, you know, they were definitely known for having that type of thing. So, uh, yeah, it got it got a little hairy for a little bit, but it wasn't like um, my brother, you know, doing the same thing, but, you know, actually having to shoot back at people and, you know, hoping that the armor on the Humvee or, uh, you know, holds or uh, that the tanks get up there and <laughs> take care of business. So, uh, yeah, and we were over there at the same time. So it was a little bit of a, a challenge for my parents. Um, yeah, because he came home too. Yeah, yeah. he came home safe. My, uh, I came home safe. My brother said he missed, just missed a tour, and uh, there was uh, two, uh, two or three. I always get it mixed up, but he had uh, one particular that was a close friend of his um, that uh, went out on a tour my brother did not go out in, and uh, the Humvee was hit by an IED, so he lost, uh, mm. you know, some good Marines. And uh, so, you know, uh, could have been him, though, you know. That was just one yeah. of those chances you just never know. And, uh, I mean, anytime you're in any kind of overseas, I mean, even in this country, even back then, you know, there's there's still dangers. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, came through it okay. Uh, but I think, you know, for the most part it was just – you know, experiencing, I mean, we just, you know, not celebrated, but we remember 9-11 and uh, yeah. everything that was entailed with that. I think everybody kind of can tell you where they were, if they were alive at that time. Yeah. Um, and we're cognizant of what was going on, could tell you where they were at at that time. And uh, for us, it was just, or for, for at least for me, uh, the experience was being in the military and knowing after that event seeing the planes go into the towers, um, into the Pentagon, you get on a new, okay, this is, you know, this is something that's going to change everything with regards to our country. Yeah. Um, we knew that we were in a combat situation, even if we weren't directly in combat, but we knew we were going to be taking play, part of something that was going to change, you know, the very foundation, you know, not the foundations, but the very, uh, way we handled our, you know, the foreign and domestic policies, um, how we changed turned. our own politics here at home too. Yeah, I mean, I mean Patriot Act, you went went right into effect. People didn't bat an eye. Uh, George Bush became the most popular president, uh, highest approval rating, probably uh, just about of all time, with yeah. the exception of you know Washington or earlier presidents like that. Well, I think anytime you have a war president, usually at least in that first term, yeah. if they're making the the, the Choices that the people want them to make, they're usually pretty popular because it's like World War II. We knew after Pearl Harbor, it was like, okay, now we're doing this. And I think yeah. at that time, the, the approval rating was like, yeah, he's making the right choice. Even though we were like, at first, we're like, no, we shouldn't really do anything. Maybe we should, but no, I think we'll just avoid that because we'd been through World War One, and, you know, basically we didn't get anything out of World War One. Except, you know, we just lost lives. Just thrown bodies, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, with the war in Afghanistan, I mean, uh, I was watching a report about it and all the things that led up to why 9-11 happened and uh, the lessons that 
we supposedly had learned uh, after the fact that just kind of got swept under the rug. And then here we are 21 years later, which is kind of crazy to believe. Uh, yeah. But 21 years later, and it's like, did we really? I think, yeah, I think we did. <laughs> we really forgot a lot of the lessons. And we're making some of the same same mistakes, same mistakes, same choices that are going to lead to, I don't know if it's going to be another 9-11, but, you know, I don't want to see that. Certainly left enough weapons over there. But it's like, <laughs> you know, we're just, we're not being very, as careful as we should be with how we deal with, you know, the foreign, foreign policy. We're not as careful as we should be with allowing people into our country. Uh, we're just making a lot of the same mistakes that we did that led up to 9-11. And I think we're making more mistakes <laughs> for 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 a for a different reasons. But yes, yeah. no, I um, Biden there in his speech said, you know, we we said that we wouldn't forget, and I yeah, I kind of felt for that. felt like mm, I don't know what you remember. Um, well, maybe your speech writer might remember something, <laughs> but at this I point in time, that's a whole other story. I said we rem- we remember the day. Yeah, we remember what happened, but we forgot the lessons that we were supposed to take away from that day or what led up to that day. Yeah. And it's kind of like we're back to, if not like you said, I think we're worse than what we were before 9-11 happened back in 2001. Yeah. And it's just like we're making the same mistakes. I mean, if you ignore history, you're doomed to repeat it type of thing. And it's kind of like, you know, it's no hate towards anyone in particular. It's just like the, the system is just pushing it into this realm of, well, it's going to happen. And whether they want to admit it or not, you just have this, I, at least I do, have this gut feeling like, man, we're going to see something, and it's going to be bad. And uh, the problem is we're just tearing, we're so busy tearing at each other's throats that we're ignoring, like someone said, how small this world actually is. Yeah. And it's like the minute we don't, uh, respect that is the minute that we see something terrible happen, whether it's in our country or another country. That's just been like, oh, and now we're galvanized again. But it's like we could have avoided this <laughs> if we had just made better decisions and we if we listened to the will of the people rather than just a political, you know, just virtue driving. signaling. Yeah, virtue <laughs> signaling. You know. Yeah. And it's like, you know, we look at popular culture, and everyone's like, oh, it's just movies. And it's like, no, 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 no. Look at what they're saying. Look at what they're really pushing. Yeah. And this is not just stuff that's, oh, it's entertainment. It's not entertainment anymore. It's it's just now they're trying to pound into your skull, you believe this or else. Yeah. It's, 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 not, not, even, it's just, not even programming anymore. It's just no. flat out, you believe this or it's else. Just, yeah. It's yeah. just schools, you know, colleges, all this stuff is just hammering into your head you've got to believe this you have to believe this it's like okay well or well in society yeah what happened to you know people that have different political views you know come together and agreeing on certain things and still hey i still want to see this country you know democracy our republic survive this but we're not going to agree on everything no one's going to agree with certainly that not everything no if you, like, if you agree with someone 100 no, percent politically you probably need a straight jacket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> on every point. The, the, the whole point is to have an open dialect of of communication that allows each party to address the 
the um, avenues that we need to either go down, not go down, or go down part the way. And we, as a society today, we can't even we can't even manage to do that. We have two pit political entities that uh, are half-hearted in their approach. You've got one that just um, well. Half of the half of America is saying these people are just idiots. The other half is saying that the other half is idiots and extremists and uh, and. Yeah, according to our current president, I'm an I'm an extremist threat, right, Alan? <laughs> Civil war. <laughs> unfortunately, oh, unfortunately, I'm not saying let's do it. Okay, We're the, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I, I think it's and yeah, the bad part is, for is don't not, call for it, Alan. Don't we're not, don't we're, no. We're He's not trying look, to don't call not for looking it. for it. <laughs> But I'm just I'm just here to kind of let people know that if you think it's going to be easy, you're sadly mistaken. Because in the end, there are military individuals that know what the government's doing. And they're preparing their families and those that are specifically close. Because they're not going to tell everyone because then the government's going to make them disappear. So they've kept a tight lip. And, um, of course, a lot of people will go through and say, well, you're just a prepper. You're just a, you're a doomsday dork. I was like, no. You know, guys that have got 20 years in the military and have seen and been privy to information are going to go through and they're going to make sure that their family is protected. No, I, I really hope that we're not heading towards an event, but I mean, a lot of signs could point to a possibility. But um, <laughs> I heard you bring up immigration earlier, um, so I, th- I think I, um, yeah, let's talk immigration. So, so uh, are we talking immigration or migration? <laughs> well, I, I like the migration that took place. Into, yes, I had to break uh, that down for somebody earlier. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, I like the migration that took place into Martha's Vineyard. That was that so was that's, beautiful. That's where we're going. And uh, so, so coming from Fox News, um, we had to, they actually tried to uh, talk to Vice President Harris about it. She, she said, so Vice President Harris ignores questions on migrants arriving outside her residence. Shocker. Uh, after secure border claim. Um, <laughs> right? not, not shocking, really. Uh, Vice President uh, uh, Kamala Harris refused to comment Thursday on two uh, migrant buses from Del Rio, Texas, that arrived outside her, uh, her residence on the Naval Observatory and Washington, D.C., just hours earlier, uh, over 100 people who were picked up uh, in Eagle Pass, Texas, uh, were sent by Governor Greg Abbott. Woohoo! Uh, the group includes migrants from Venezuela, Uruguay, Colombia, and Mexico. Uh, mul- uh, multiple migrants, asked, asked by Fox News Digital, said they think that the border is open, um, contrary to what Harris had said Sunday during an interview. Uh by the so way, Alan, we've got to we got to go through and uh, she check actually out that said something um, a little more because usually yep. anything that's stupid she just laughs at. So she had so there was an entire interview of her talking about that's very true. Uh, but, yeah. Um, but um, Harris spoke Thursday morning at at, at the United uh, We Stand Summit hosted in the White House as the vice president walked out of the East Room following her remarks. A White House pool reporter asked her for a comment on the recent arrival of migrants near, near DC residents. Harris looked at the reporter and continued walking without answering. Um, it's not a real question if I walk away. Right. 
And the latest convoy of buses just uh, just hours after Florida Governor Ron DeSantis followed through on his similar promise to drop off illegal uh, immigrants in progressive states, sending two planes full of migrants to the Martha's Vineyard earlier this week. Uh, perfect place. <laughs> it's a perfect place to drop them so off. So all those people that had the signs out that we believe this and we believe that. And now, the thing I'm upset about... <laughs> Now they're invading the space of the guy that makes big giant swords because he lives in Martha's Vineyard. But man, I, I guess we could start the war right there. He's got he's got the weapons of mass We're not destruction. Making a call to action. <laughs> These guys are trying to get me banned. <laughs> not banned, just controversial to the edge. Like a sword's hey, edge. Okay. Bill a check. Kobe Bryant, they both knew the rules. They knew where the judges <laughs> and the refs would stand, so they knew where they could get rid of, uh, get away with different things. So with that stated, now I've done ticked off any New England fan and any Kobe Bryant fan. Maybe now. not. Um, they understand they were cheaters. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not going to say Kobe was a cheater. I'm just going to uh, say he learned how to skirt the rules. Yeah. And, and and work around him, yeah. Yes, so I, I still think he's better than LeBron. That's true. I don't think anyone at this table is going to <laughs> disagree with that. My only problem was inevitably at the end of the day he didn't have enough hang time. But um, true. Um, and that comes. <laughs> big, big I was trying to that decide how I joke. wanted to. How I really, I'm like. Do I want to roll with this one the way it's being done? Um, <laughs> Probably not. Not uh, really, no. But what I love about Martha's Vineyard <laughs> is the simple fact that those are summer homes for most people. Yeah. And what's the first thing they out? What was the outcry? We don't have the facilities nor the programs to take care of these people that are being sent here. And there was only a handful of them, by the way. There wasn't that yeah, many. Wasn't that many. Um, I'm curious to think uh, or curious to ask how many people that live in Martha's Vineyard or near it are former politicians or related to politicians. Well, the, what the bottom mark for a home was like 1.5 mil or something like that. Oh, so they're related to someone then. Yeah. <laughs> and what I'm saying is you're only there two or three months out of the year. Right. You know, yeah. you're there's, generous people. Yeah. There, there's the not a lot of full-time Martha's Vineyard people, but like I said, um, just let them come stay there. If you don't stay there. That's what I'm saying. Right? You have nine months where you're not there. Boom. Yeah. How many yeah. houses do they need? Really? I mean, if you got three, you can spare at least one. Come on. Hey, hey, Dems, here's two words for you. Timeshare. Oh. <laughs> Come in for a seminar, and I'll give you a free T-shirt. Absolutely. Hey, $49.99. <laughs> but it's going to be free for the people that are living there. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But they don't. They shouldn't have to pay anything. No, definitely. It's all free. They should get cell phones as well. Yeah, um, free cell phones. <laughs> and the best cell phones. I, I'm taking, like, you know, iPhones or... You know, really expensive Samsungs or something like that. See, I'm loving Top all of, of the line. I, I'm loving everything. Of course, everyone who watches my show knows how much I hate Lori Lightfoot and <laughs> how much I hate Chicago. And I'm not trying to jump off the. I'm I'm staying. No, no. I'm staying no. in the same vein. I, fair enough. Um, I love how these these cities that were never impacted by migrants, uh, immigrants actually come and try to become citizens. Migrants mm. don't. That's the difference. That's um, the difference. so. Yes, I love these thing, these sanctuary cities that came out and they were never been affected by this. And they've said, oh, no, come to our cities. We'll treat you right. We'll treat you with respect. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll do this. We'll do that. Well, they're so far north, they've never had to worry about that. And now you have Abbott and now DeSantis going, hey, you know what? 
since you are a sanctuary cities and since you're willing to step up and help everyone, yes, let's make sure these people get the help they need because we're overwhelmed down here and we're not receiving the help that we need. Yeah. And Lori Lightfoot, of course, took her shots at Greg Abbott. I don't know if you saw that. Yes. Yeah. Where she was basically saying he was a bad Christian man. Um, and using people as a political tool. Yeah, she's the barometer of what faith is based on. Right? Yes, absolutely. Um, you, can't, you can't say her name three times in the mirror. Um, so, but you send the people there, and then she's like, we'll take them, we'll take them, we'll take care of them, no problem. And then within two Because that's weeks, what we do in Chicago. Yeah, right? Well, the thing is, you wait a week, and it opens up about four apartments. People get in a shot. So um, anyway... There you go. Well, they sent them to a hotel in another town. That's what I'm They're saying. They're not yeah. even related. They're not even in Chicago. So wait, wait. Are they just shipping target practice up there? Is yes. That yeah, it's skeet. Oh. It's a uh, skeet. Yeah. It's actually really smart. <laughs> right? Uh, save, save on money. That's what I'm saying. They have <laughs> plenty of places. That's they have plenty of places of oh, That's terrible. You give it a few weeks, plenty of apartments open up in Chicago. <laughs> that's bad. But no, yeah, exactly what you said. That's where I wanted to hit home on that. Like literally, at least, they, at least if they here. went down to West Virginia, that you just. You wouldn't know what happened. They would just disappear. Right. You know? Appalachian be- Trail, that's all I've got to say. <laughs> but, yeah, that's what exactly what he was saying. You know, come to come to Chicago, and then we're going to bus you out to one of the suburbs and not let those mayors know that you're coming. And that's going to yeah. be so much better than where they came from. Absolutely. Yeah, and I can, I can imagine that a Venezuelan or a Colombian is going to really love a Chicago winner. <laughs> right. It's going to be fabulous. But I just What's love this seeing, white stuff? I just love seeing these sanctuary cities say, we're, we're going to do this and we're going to offer this. And then when it comes down to it, they're like, oh, no, I can't take on an extra 100 people. Like, you know, New York, getting an extra 100 people and immediately going, oh, how dare you? We can't do this. <laughs> We've got our own children to worry about. <laughs> well, like, ain't that what the Americans I, I, were saying in the first place? Supposed to be That's what these bring us bring us your tired like, and hungry and poor and all well, that I stuff, think, right? I think they're afraid the <laughs> island's going <laughs> to start <laughs> sinking at some point. I'm just thinking per, per capita. I think New York City has a lot more people, and it's just up. It's oh, it's not, vertical. It's yeah, that's nothing. I mean, there's no. I mean, unless they start building islands out near, or you know, maybe putting some of those medical ships they had during uh, the covid situation well, out there. yeah the ones yeah. that stayed empty the whole time yeah Think of like del yeah. rio though like population around you can fact check me on this but it's roughly like thirty five thousand. yeah and at one point they had fifty thousand migrants sitting there and then new york gets 100 extra people and goes oh, our systems can't handle this well you know <laughs> they have all those empty skyscrapers now because they're not working in them so yeah, no one's I working mean, because everyone's just, working from home yeah yes. just put them there right Come on. Yeah, we have that happen in Indianapolis. It's, it's and, and we're, just giving, here too. we're just giving out money, you know, like we're just printing money every, you know, left and right. So just, just do it. But yeah, we're, we're not dealing with inflation or a recession. No. No, yeah. no we redefined that, so it doesn't fit. De- defined it, redefined it, and we'll change the definition because a portion of the metroplex of that's Americans. The, that's the don't secret know. password. Is <laughs> maybe we, redefine. Maybe we won't talk about it on the show. But you should have heard what one of the Biden economists said today on that one being interviewed. Oh but I will. I will talk about it. Hopefully, we have time at the end of the show, or maybe off the air or something. But it's it's yeah. incredible. Go ahead. Yeah, Josh, we, can, we can certainly save it for the end. Uh, we we, got, we can have a fifteen minute extension if we need to. Right, um, so uh, talking about well, actually, things you, things we're talking about here. We've got to be careful. Okay, mm. uh, so this report came out from Breitbart this week. Uh, so uh, Facebook spied on messages of conservatives questioning 2020 election, and uh, it was sent to them by the FBI. So I shouldn't say things like, guys, we need to keep it civil. 
War is not the answer. <laughs> as long as there's a comma in there, I think you're good. Oh, okay. Punctuation <laughs> is important. <laughs> hey, all I know is I have an arsenal of DB-15s. Those aren't illegal. I kind of like the State of the Union address. <laughs> Good work. Sorry. Uh, so a recent report claims that Facebook has been spying on the private messages of American users <laughs> oh <my laughs> word. and reporting them I'm to shocked. the FBI if they express anti-government sentiments or question the 2020 election. Alan, no, we might be in trouble for... That's fine. That's okay. You and I are back and forth on Messenger all the time. I'm always in trouble. (laughs) You know, I think he'll survive. Uh, This this comes in part as a a FBI collaboration operation. An employee at Facebook red flagged private messages containing such sentiments over the past 19 months, transmitting redacted versions of the domestic terrorism operational unit at the FBI headquarters in Washington, D.C. This was all done without a subpoena. Uh, Mm. One anonymous source stated... It was done outside the legal process and without probable cause. Facebook provides the FBI with private conversations which are protected by the First Amendment without any subpoena, end quote. Now, the, uh, the private messages were shared as, quote, leads to the uh, FBI field offices around the U.S., which uh, then requested subpoenas from the partner U.S. Attorney's Office in their, uh, in their district to obtain the private conversations they had already been provided with by Facebook. Um, so, is this how I lost my page? Uh, likely, <laughs> and, and 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 we talked. We won't say his name because he doesn't doesn't deserve. But the the I he was probably uh, the the this person uh, that got your page taken down was likely uh, um, either a Facebook operative or or a um, <laughs> or an FBI operative. I, I mean, if because this article is. It's news, Breitbart. I mean, they, they've got their sources, right? So, um, Well, I mean, Zuckerberg uh, even came out uh, when he was on the Rogan show and talked about how they would change the algorithm to fit left-wing, uh, allow left-wing articles or stories to come out on Facebook rather than, um, you know, kind of having the plethora of, well, you got conservative, you have left-leaning it was just, no, we were more focused on that. And then it comes out, according to Zuckerberg's own testimony, that the FBI had told him, hey, this is what you, uh, this is what you need to do. Yeah. And it's kind of like, so, so the question was asked, you know, is, F, is uh, Facebook, is that a privately owned company still? Yep. Or because the FBI is telling them, hey, this is what needs to happen, there's there's a they're a political entity at this point. It's kind of how the Chinese government works, right, guys? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it's your company until well, they on. they need it. Chinese mm. government's not involved in this. Listen to this. We delve further into the article, and it says all of the Facebook users red flagged as possible terrorists Chinese, the were China has a red flag. Quote conservative right wing <laughs> individuals. One source said, uh, "Quote they were gun toting red blooded Americans who were." Angry after the election and shooting off their mouths and talking about staging protests. There was nothing criminal, nothing about violence or um, uh, massacring or assassinating anyone. The source continued, quote, As soon as a subpoena was requested, within an hour, Facebook sent back gigabytes of data and photos. It was ready to go. They were just waiting for that legal process so they could send it, end quote. They collected that data already. 
they were just waiting to press the send button and collect their subpoena so that they could take these people to court. Hmm. I'm surprised we weren't on that list. At, at this, at I'm this offended. Point. <laughs> at this point, you gotta time, get louder. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I find it funny. We already know Facebook was used for that. Um, but the one thing that I find so humorous is the left, their voters aren't even smart enough to look at the process and go, my guy got ripped off. Two elections, Bernie won, but it went to the other person. And oh, well, all primaries. Well, hey, listen, Bernie had the nod. For, for the, yeah, for the primary. But you were referring I'll, to primary. Through like the primaries. Yeah, through yeah. the primaries. We just want to make sure okay. that we're using correct terms so that correct we don't terms. get booted. Yeah, yeah, come on, boot me. Um, <laughs> boot me specifically. Please, give it a try. Um, the Democrats are so narrow-minded that they'll buy anything that they'll tell them. Hillary went up against Bernie and lost. They cheated and... You know, it was like they felt bad for a minute, and they, then they like, likely cheated. Yeah. yeah. Likely well, cheated. of of course. It, I just want to make sure or, I add that verbiage in there. So yeah, that it's, okay. Yeah. It was there. It was obvious. They used the same, and the bad part is, is they used the game plan twice, and perfected it better, so they could use it the way they had used it. So for the rest of the conspiracy theorists, you've got the, the. China virus that was just as much and and I you know kudos to Trump for calling it the China virus well we call but, it the Chinese virus because it comes from China yeah well you know I let's just call it what it really is it Kung is a go- government <laughs> it is a government induced respiratory infection yeah okay multiple governments were tied to that facility the United States was tied to it Fauci knew it. That was what the whole gain of function research was all about, yeah, that absolutely. they was questioning. So our government knew what was going on there. They knew what was being cooked. That, that same kind of research was happening in Ukraine yes. as well. So. so they knew. So it's not it, – it is a government virus that was, was – um, Weak – Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> very, very true. Um, well, the worst of the worst. How many times did you beat it? Twice. Twice. I beat it once. I was going to say the worst part of it is, is that, you know, I mean, we have, we've, we've seen it before where the Dems have a, uh, an election, you know, we have an election and like, I think it was the second time George Bush uh, went through and he actually won. And it was like, they called it out. Oh, you cheated. Somebody cheated to get him back in. And then it was like the next election. Oh, they cheated. And it was back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. And now it's like the same thing, except they are like, before it was like, oh, you could say that, but okay, the, you know, conspiracy theories, they sweep it under the rug. And now it's like, if you even hint that that election you're a was, threat. you are a th- direct threat to democracy, according to what yeah. extremist our, threat our, uh, to be more accurate. Yeah. Former Vice President Joe Biden says it's, 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 it's not just. Oh, oh, yeah, those, those conspiracies. No, they're actively trying to shut you up, shut you down, make you feel like, make everybody else believe that what you're saying is just, you know, the worst of the worst. You're those 
January 6th writers that MAGA Republicans. Yeah, like you're the oh, worst. Oh yeah, yeah, January 6th or as, more as it's uh, as it's known better <laughs> as uh, 9/11 part 2. Yeah. More, more 9/11er. Let's forget the season of love where they had all the rioting and all <laughs> yeah. the you know the you know the bonfires and you know cooking stores and all and, that. Yeah, yeah, the rape and the death yeah, and all these you know, yeah. the violence and the shooting which you know, oh it's me. You know, we don't believe in that, but you know, that was full of that. Um, we don't talk about it. And the chop of like, the chaz where the, gun, the guns will be handing until the, the guns were handed to 14 and 15 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. We, yeah. We, and that was the thing. Sure. It was just, but it's like, you can't even question it now. Before it was like, oh, you just knew there were going to be people that were like, oh, they cheated. You, you know, that they, they, how did he win that election? How did she win? Whatever. But it was just like, now it's just like, you are the worst, like you are the worst threat you are up there with those guys that perpetrated 9/11. You are that bad. You are an, you're basically a domestic terrorist. So, most secure election of all time. Oh yes. 81 million votes. I remember I more remember than Barack they, Obama. They were so secure they were putting cardboard up on the windows so you couldn't look <laughs> in to see them, you know, pulling boxes out from underneath the table. <laughs> and, and booting re- Republican observers oh, out and word. under the street and not letting them back oh, in. Yeah. They had to use binoculars to look in to see that they weren't <laughs> cheating. Yeah. But, you know, fair and balanced. Sure. 100%. <laughs> but that, that should be like the red flag for any American who has studied any kind of history. It should be a red flag when they are like, do not question this or else we will destroy your life or try to, to the point where you have no credibility or anything like that. If you have a group that's actively trying to do that, well, now we're going to, you know, this, you know, fascist style of, handling elections and handling the public so that you are scared to death to say, no, that's not right. Or stand out against what is popular opinion. Because we know still with both with regards to this last president election, it was still pretty close to 50, 50, even though they made it, made it think like made everybody think like, Oh, everybody it's like, you know, 70 left leaning and, you know, 30, yeah. right? It's like, no, it was pretty much 50-50, but yet somehow they found, you know, a lot more votes to get, you know. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. is a is, is pretty significant time in the morning, yeah. <laughs> you wake up the next morning, it's like, wow, everything is like totally different than what it was when I went to bed. So, <laughs> what, like, what happened here? I stayed up all night. I, I was wondering what was going on. <laughs> Joey found 200,000 votes in a, in a county. It's like, that's pretty good. <laughs> he he went from being a hundred thousand behind to being a hundred thousand ahead, and, and literally, I had to you know kind of look at someone. I says, "They closed the polls. They stopped counting at six p.m. At six a.m. when the polls opened, he had a two hundred thousand point lead." Yeah. Questions. There's just a lot of questions. That's how I've always said yeah. that. There's just it, a lot of questions, and there's no like definitive answer as to. With regard to any of those Anything questions. Anything worth its weight, it can stand up to questioning. Right. It's true. But if you can't ask questions, they put the, you know, they scare you into saying, well, if you say this or you don't, you question this, well, you're just, it's like, yeah, there's a problem there. There's there's something not right that well, needs to be looked at. But Something that uh, was right this week is they, uh, coming out of the Washington Examiner, uh, the, the lemon got squeezed. Uh, Don Lemon loses his primetime role in the latest CNN shakeup. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, CNN host. The lemon got squeezed, and we're talking about a shakeup. <laughs> I like right? it. Well, he lemonade. just didn't have enough sugar going on. <laughs> maybe they maybe they should do a startup like uh, 
just thought of it. I just lost it. Uh, while you're thinking but, about it, Don, uh, host, uh, CNN host Don Lemon will move to mornings later this year, ending prime, his primetime show, Don Lemon Tonight. Uh, Lemon will join hosts Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins, whoever they are, in a, in a uh, debuting uh, in, in debuting a new morning show, replacing current New Day hosts John Berman and Brianna Kaler, uh, according to a press release by CNN. Uh, the move announced uh, this past Thursday is, is the network's biggest programming shakeup since CNN uh, exclu- uh, executive Chris Light uh, took his position in May. Uh, Light said uh, Lemon, Collins, and Harlow uh, are each unequally, uh, um, yeah, uniquely, sorry, uniquely, <laughs> they're unequal. <laughs> they're unequal. Hey, yes. that is, that is yeah, they, are, they truly are unequal. Yes. <laughs> uniquely intelligent, reliable, and compelling. Let's see those paychecks. I know they're not equal. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pay gap is real, folks. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Joke, obviously. Uh, which will make for a refreshing uh, way to begin the morning. Um, there is—I don't know who's waking up to, to, to CNN, but uh, unless you're stuck at the airport, the uh, unemployed Democrat or the dentist office. Uh, there, there is no stronger combination of talent than uh, Don Poppy and Caitlin uh, to deliver on our promise of game-changing morning news program. Light said. Uh, in the press release, Lemon said in a I statement that I <laughs> thought Poppy was a baseball player. <laughs> the last uh, last eight years uh, have been an incredible ride. Uh, I've had an opportunity to work with uh, one of the best show uh, teams in the business, uh, but it's time to shake things up. I, I, I was honestly floored uh, when Chris Light uh, asked me to do this, and I'm honored to uh, buy his uh, belief in me. Uh, he said, "Set your alarms, folks." Because we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, I have a feeling that, because uh, Don Lemon had a show on CNN Plus that was like their big selling point with CNN. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead. Sell him as your morning show. Sell him as your, your star player. Uh, what do you think about Lemon getting squeezed, Alan? Uh, I, mm. <laughs> I, uh, safe jokes. Safe jokes. <laughs> yeah. I had, to, I had to back that up. <laughs> that is the, uh, you know, they are doing a lot of cleaning up over at CNN. Okay, they really are. and um, Good for them. No, they really are. I mean, really, the guy Good who came them, in though, said, hey, look, you know, the biggest problem with media right now is that no one trusts the media because every media is starting to lean one way or another, and we need to stop doing that. We need to bring it back to the middle. True. Okay, fantastic. I love this guy. He's doing a good job. He's getting hold of, you know, Brian Stelter's gone. Um, a lot of other people are gone, even if Brian Stelter went to Harvard. Um <laughs> Poor Harvard. Yeah, destroying that, <laughs> destroying that foundation. I just don't know. <laughs> but um, I will say this is as close as you can get in this society to firing a gay black man is to put him in the mornings. <laughs> I'm just saying in this PC culture we, we're in right now, this is as close they can get to to firing him. <laughs> that is a fair point, though. That is a fair point. But, I mean, uh, I, I don't know anybody that's watching the news in the morning time. I mean, not... not not national. I'm watching a lot more CNN Plus than CNN these days. <laughs> you guys, well, what I was you're, able to you're just up. looking for new material. <laughs> well, That's what MSNBC. I, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah gonna, no, what CNN I was going to say was <laughs> what I was going to say was that they need to go start a fund me uh, go fund me page for them. Lemonade. That was that <laughs> was one of my no. yeah lemonade. I'm done uh, with the show. Yeah, how many more minutes? concert of lemonade stand (laughs) (laughs) but uh but it's like you know um a lot of like you said if if they did that 
that would shock me if they said, you know what, more fair and balanced, like, you know, what they used to, different entities used to be, where they give you both sides and at least try to give you a more moderate look instead of just heavy one side or heavy the other. I just love when you watch the news outlet and it literally just says, this happened. Yeah. Well, yeah. this happened. It's not Instead this of happened because slant. of this or this happened because right. of this person's negligence. It is this happened today. Right. Yeah, they don't they don't pepper in their opinion. They just let it ride. Right. Yeah. Or at least give you like a couple and you're going to have an opinion either way. But it's like if you gave at least both sides like, hey, this is what could have happened. This is what could have happened. Or at least, you know, like, hey, this is the devastating thing. Like when John F. Kennedy was shot. They didn't say, oh, he was the worst president ever, blah, blah, blah. I'm sure there were people who did, but it was like, for the most part, it was just like our president of the United States was assassinated. Yeah, a better Easy. president could have, could have taken two. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, well, you know. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt could have probably. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but it's I like. I think that may have been one of the things that got Kennedy shot. He had taken two. <laughs> yeah. Too many. <laughs> <laughs> But it was like, you know, and that was the thing. It was like at one point. <laughs> Alan just caught up. <laughs> no, no, no. I had a joke. And then uh, I was like, I can't uh, say it on your show. <laughs> but it was it was one of those things where, you know, we knew, uh, you know, f- further research and everything like that, you kind of learned that Kennedy was about to shake things up. Like, you know, the mafia was still big at that time. There was still a lot of things that, yeah, he probably wasn't going to get right. But I think there were certain things that he had changed or was planning on changing that, were putting the fear of God into some people in Washington D.C. and they were like, yeah, there were there were power, there were some it. powerful speeches that were about to happen. Yep, and and, his, and then his brother started. You know, he was like, well, the only the only one that didn't that that survived was Ted Kennedy, and he was like the worst out of all yeah. the Kennedys, uh, if we're going to compare. But it was like he's the one that survived, and it was like, hmm, I wonder why. It's because he didn't make waves, or if he did, it was like strictly party line. This is what we're going to do. He played you know. He played the game. That's why he ended up being the drunk. Oh, yeah. Wow. He played the game to the point that he, he had to stay lost. And the only way he could stay lost was in liquor. L- lived in guilt. Yeah. Likely. And it's, <laughs> uh, that's that. going to be my persona and my perception on that one. Um, I'm sure someone else will have an opinion. But um, usually those that are alcoholics have a reason they're an alcoholic. Got to get a homicide out of D.C., right? Yeah, yeah. You had to get the, the, the homicide out of the White House. Out of the White House, yeah. That's what uh, Norm Macdonald said yeah. uh, <laughs> on The View back in the year 2000. I yeah. remember that. <laughs> it oh, was yeah. fantastic. It was pretty <laughs> They didn't know how to deal with it on The View, that's for sure. <laughs> they, it was just as bad now with The View uh, then yeah. as it was. As, I've uh, seen the clip. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. if, if, if any like, of you get the chance, it's, it's still up there on YouTube. Yep. You have to, might have to dig a little bit, but look for Norm Macdonald on The View. It's, uh, you can tell how back uncomfortable in it is because all the women hate him. Yeah. <laughs> it's You'll, the funniest thing I've watched. <laughs> You'll have to dig a little less to get the clip than to actually get actually get Norm Macdonald. But um, <laughs> that was low. No, he, so was he. Um, <laughs> he would appreciate so, both of those jokes. Probably yes. would. <laughs> he would. He would. He would. Yeah, that he was uh, that would. was that was funny because <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, but no, I really hope CNN actually like starts taking an objective stance. I mean, not that I want to see them compete against Fox news because that's not going to happen, but yeah, um, not, yeah. I don't think anybody can yeah, touch they're, Fox. They're kind of like, you know, DC 
facing off against Marvel in the in the cinematic universe. Right, exactly. It's like Marvel's been going for a while, and they're like they're hitting really good. DC's like <laughs> we're gonna try this, and it's like no. Well, good luck. <laughs> You're a little far behind on that, but 20, you know, twenty million dollar mustache. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, CGI mustache, fake upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Uh, so you were talking about uh, a point that you wanted to bring up earlier. Yeah, I was, just, I was listening. You know, uh, sounds like the Biden White House is finally starting to accept that a recession is looming. Of course, what they're yeah. gonna, what they're doing is they're definitely spreading it and saying it's worldwide. It's not just here. Uh, that's kind of the whole argument. Every time inflation happened, when inflation was a big deal for five seconds, it was, well, it's happening to everybody. It's not just us. Um, now it's, it's oh, not, there's a recession coming, but it's happening worldwide. Okay. And, and so I, I don't have to worry about anyone else's inflation. I only have to worry about the inflation that's taking place in my country. Right. And if I've got the ability and the training and the, and the, and the skills and the skilled labor to improve our situation and I don't take advantage of it, I'm dumber than everyone else. It's fair. So well, and it, we could have been Egypt, you know, back when uh, Joseph was the prince of Egypt, where we were like, you know what? You have people that had used common sense to say, you know what? I see, I see some problems looming on the, on the horizon. I see where all these other countries are trying to go green, uh, without really thinking about all the consequences of what's going to happen, population, all that stuff, it's going to, it's going to hit a certain point. We could have been like that beacon on the hill that we used to be as a country Yeah, and said, you know what? Bipartisan, let's bipartisan this crap and let's get this unlock and figure out what we need to do to keep our country safe. But it's not like that at all. You talk like we're as partisan as we can get. Yeah, And it's like trying to fight against you know, the ocean, trying to sweep the ocean with a broom to say, you know what, we need to fight against this, you know, and I, I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a Biden supporter, but I still want to see him be successful and help our country be successful. Yeah. And if he was doing that, I'd be like, that's awesome. That's great. I wouldn't agree with him on everything, but at least I could see, hey, he's actually doing something. Yeah. But it just does not feel like any, it feels like there's very few that have any kind of pull politically that are actually trying to say, let's find a bipartisan way of keeping people fed, uh, warm during the winter, um, make sure that they have gas or some sort of fuel source, not electrical, because we haven't even gotten to that point yet. But it's like finding a way to keep everybody on the road, you know, working, being able to feed their families and keep inflation down. But it's like, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like the exact opposite where they're just, it almost feels like they're trying to tear out the, the, the supports underneath and say, well, good luck to whoever survives this, you know, good luck. It's like, okay, now we're hunger games. You know, it's right, like, right. here we go. Now we got to fight tooth and nail. And, you know, I mean, we saw it during the pandemic where it was like, you know, people run out of toilet paper, for everything. Yeah. you know, toilet paper of all, of all things. And it's like people stockpiling toilet paper and it's like, okay, and now we're getting into a time where it's going to be worse than that. And it's not going to be toilet paper. It's going to be like food and, you know, necessities. And it's just like, what are we doing to plan for it? Just like, they're just all over the place. Like they're picking apart every negative thing they see in our country and everything that everybody that doesn't agree with them 
is doing and saying, well, they're this and they're that. And it's, it's all certainly we're heading towards a recession. Right. And, and what I love about this economist who is a Biden economist, by the way, after he went on a large rant about how great Biden is doing in this interview, I wish I would have got his name. I would have shown up prepared. I didn't think about talking about this. Yeah. It hit me right at the end of the day. Hmm. Um, he actually came out and said, while this is a, a bad thing, a recession is always kind of a bad thing. However, because of the impact it has on families and the p- impact that it has on businesses, think about this. Think about it this way. Businesses have been stockpiling goods because goods have been hard to get, Right. But now because of a recession where people don't, they, they really are. A lot of businesses are stockpiling a lot of stuff to try to make sure they have it. They can be competitive. But what he's saying now is because businesses have been doing this and the recession is going to hit and people won't have a lot of money, those businesses won't be able to sell those goods. Therefore, they will either liquidate or they will sell them at a discount to move their inventory, allowing the population to be able to afford those items. How dim- how much of a Democrat statement is that? Hey, look, um, allowing this, I, I like that's an operative word there. Well, yeah. And yeah. also, uh, hey, you business owner, um, it sucks you can't get rid of your stuff and you're going to have to sell it for super cheap because you can't make your bills or pay your employees, um, and you're going to go out of business. But hey, those other people, those people over there, they're going to get your goods at a good price. We don't care about inflation. Screw inflation. Screw not having jobs. Screw not having money because they're going to be able to get your goods at a deal because you have to liquidate and go out of business. Exactly. How much of a Democrat kind of statement is that? Not not minding the employees that lost all the, all the employees he had now are unemployed. Right. He's he's out probably bankrupt. But the people sitting on their couch at home, they're going to save thirty percent. Build all, back all those all those ladies that love going to Target are going to be happy, I guess. So yeah, right. That, that ate me alive. Like this is an economist who is basically saying, "Hey, it's great that all these people are going to be stuck making less money and maybe going out of business, so that the populace can get things cheaper during a time in which it's harder to get money and inflation is high." Exactly. Yeah. It, it's it it is a, it it is a cycle of stupidity. We didn't have. What's a unicycle? <laughs> it's a cycle of any sort. Yeah. It. Yeah. A, a cycle of Is some that because sort. Because it never ends. Yes. <laughs> you have to keep pedaling, and it yeah. just gets worse and worse. Yeah. It. <laughs> unicycle would probably work because there is no break on a unicycle till you fall off, till a you crash. put a foot down. Yeah, foot down or crash. Like um, our president. Like yeah. <laughs> Three times, <laughs> going up upstairs, <laughs> and then not being able to get off of a bicycle. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it's, it, we're just going around in a circle on a unicycle and it just, it's stupid. It's a juggling, We've, it's a juggling act that they, yeah. they can't stop. Exactly. And it's like at some point, like you, like you said, it's going to crash. It's going to, it's going to fall apart because you can only go so long printing money and all this other stuff to the point where it's just like, it's not going to work. Yeah. And then the next thing you know. Yeah, you know. they they force us in the get, getting their wish. The fifteen dollars an hour is now worth what it was when I was making six and, bucks and, an hour right. when I was and uh, I, and I just working thought, for Kroger many years ago. I was going to say, <laughs> and I just thought of this. It was like their whole thing, going back to the Democratic, you know, election, <laughs> sort of. But anyways, the last election, the last presidential election, the biggest thing that I remember them pushing was, well, the right they don't care about the little guy. They care about the, just the big money, you know, the big businesses. That's all they care about. But then they paint us as dumb rednecks. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like now it's like who, who's going to We're dumb be? rednecks that are all millionaires. 
But who's going to be hurting the worst in this recession? The little guy that they said they were going to protect and defend. Yeah, inflation is a tax. Yeah, and we're going to tax the the rich people, so they're not going to have as much money as they used to. So, okay, so no, you, one's, no one's looking good right yeah, now. Yeah, you, you, you tax the rich <laughs> to the point that they find another country to abide in. Right. What does that do to the American worker? Well, now we're outsourcing jobs to now, other countries. Now you're outsourcing <laughs> well, jobs. Um, now it, that we know we can work from home, now <laughs> they can work from their home. Yeah. Well, well yeah. Now their the mansion. Thing, yeah. Well, and uh, you just if if uh, if you can't work from home, they'll just replace you with a robot because uh, I I don't eat McDonald's, but I know that if you go down to the McDonald's right now, you could touch a screen and it's replaced the person working the counter. I, I went into one and I was like, I went to the counter. No one waited on me. I was there five, six minutes standing at the counter. Didn't even have lights on above the counter. They literally left the whole front area dark. And those, those looming screens were over there. The people were just in the kitchen working and covering the window. And one guy happened to walk by and look at me while he was just wiping stuff off. Yeah. And he's like, can I help you? I'm like, uh, yeah. Like, I need to order food. That's <laughs> why I, I wasn't here to check the light bulbs or the fire extinguisher <laughs> or anything. Like. I was just watching to make sure you guys are doing a good job. And you're and doing, you're doing terrific. fantastic. We're all just selling work from home services to each other. Yeah, right. It's the future of our economy. Yes, exactly. Well, I know shipping and receiving, that's no. one job they won't outsource ever. No, no. No, we do, do pretty good at that job. Yeah, we do. <laughs> no bragging. Sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to brag, but, but we, we do, do pretty, pretty good, good. At sh- shipping and receiving. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> but, yeah. We take it, we put it in a box. Now we put that box, box in the bigger big box. box. <laughs> and then we take that box to the docks. <laughs> and the docks will put it on the trucks. Yep. And those trucks will go to other docks. And those docks will sort it onto other trucks. Yeah, because now you can't afford to put it on a train. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, especially now that they got a 24% That's raise. That's what I'm saying. You can't afford to put it on the train now. <laughs> That's like paying $15 for a guy to flip a hamburger. I can't afford a burger anymore. Oh. And, and, and they're struggling to get workers. So that sounds like dollars an hour. All those, all that work just went off the tracks. Yes, uh, exactly. Uh, nice. Oh yeah. yes, I got one that landed. Oh. <laughs> I brought, I brought the whole room down with that one. <laughs> all right, Dad, bring us home with prayer before I uh, ruin another joke. Yes, please. <laughs> Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. We just uh, rejoice in the Lord of all that you do for us. It, your Son dying upon the cross for us, Lord, most of all. But you just seem to give us golden nuggets at every turn, Lord. I know we we struggle through life, and we kind of joke at certain things, Lord. But in the end, we know who's in control, who sets up kingdoms, and who takes them down, Lord. We know that you, in the end, will win all. We are abiding in you and trusting in you, Lord. We ask all of this in Jesus' heavenly name. Amen. Amen. That was my father, Gary Moore. He brought the message this week. Thank you for joining us, sir. Well done, Thank sir. Thank you. Job, well, sir. always a blessing to hang out with my oldest and Alan, one of my my sons from another mother and another father. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and claim him also. <laughs> oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. <laughs> yeah. Certainly love hanging out with uh, Sterling, too. Yes, and, he's, he's a blessing. You can never yeah, go wrong with Sterling. And, and you just met Mr. Hess tonight, so yes, I'm sure so he'll be yeah. welcomed into the yeah. family yes. pretty quickly as well. Absolutely. Everyone does. Yep. yep. Sooner or later. We're right? all, we're all part of one race, the human race. So That's just right. keep that in mind. Not a skin color in the Lord's house. That's right. Right. Uh, and so next to me, uh, as as I said before at the beginning of the program, 
you may know him. You may even love him. Uh, the host of Laughing Libertarian, Alan McFarland. Thank you for joining us, sir. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> no, I really appreciate it. Uh, that was rather nerdy, but I liked it. <laughs> I, I appreciated it. I appreciated I it. I, I, I love it. I it was it. beautiful. I just I wanted it. to be like outspoken and loud all the time. And then when I'd say, thank you, Josh. <laughs> wow. I love it. <laughs> and across from him uh, joining us this week, and, and I'm so glad he did. Uh, thank, thank you for joining us, Mr. Jeremy Hess. Glad to be here, man. Again, it was fun to be here. Even with this guy. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Burn. Turn the We just need more cowbell next time. <laughs> you, got a, you got a fever with that? Uh, the only prescription is more cowbell. That's what they say. That's what I say. Yeah. Because I'm Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> yes, the Bruce Dickinson. <laughs> So, so when you get up in the morning, you, you put your pants on like, like the rest of us? One leg at a time, except I make gold records. <laughs> <laughs> By the time we leave here, we'll be, what will we be wearing? Uh, gold-plated diapers. Don't, ask, don't, don't, don't question Bruce Dickinson. Never. Never. <laughs> and don't question the cowbell. <laughs> wow. And uh, also, and I, said, I mentioned him before, over in the producer's seat, we want to show him some love. Yeah. Mr. Sterling Metcalf Allen. <laughs> he's like, I do this every week. Yeah. But all right, right okay. on. Yeah, but still, got to show him some love. That's uh, right. He's a superstar, and he knows it, uh, or he should. Thanks and to everybody that's going to watch this. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and with all really that being said, I've been your host, Joshua Cummins. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Take care. <laughs>